commission, I'm coming in with Justin McCord, Robbie Fetcher on this July 25th night, and I am so thrilled to hear from you both. Do we have you both on the line? We're here, Commission. I'm right. here. Guys, Fetch, you sound great. Justin, I've had you on the phone a couple times this week. And it's always good to reconnect. You know, we've talked about it all spring, and today we're left united with only one thing to fight in the football world. We're certainly not arguing, bickering, or fighting amongst ourselves. We're all united to fight the virus and deliver a season. And we've said since back in March – that this would happen. So it's a, it's a day for celebration in my house. And I hope you guys will jump in here with me and celebrate alongside. It's exciting news. And even Jamal Adams is happy today. (laughs) You know what? If you complain enough, you'll get what you wish for. And we'll see how he fits into that locker room in, uh, in in Seattle. Justin, have you been following much of that? Yeah. I don't have much of an opinion about it because it's a defensive player that doesn't really affect my draft plans a whole lot. Don't you think, though, it's a little boost to maybe a Crowder and a Bell? I think it hurts that defense, which means they give up more points, which means uh, they're going to be behind more and throwing a lot of routes. I know you like Crowder anyway. It hurts the defense less than Adam Gase hurts the offense. You you know, Justin, when I come over to see you and all this changes and we can visit a little bit, I want to see your Adam Gaze hanger, a hammer, because I know it's hanging on the wall over there. I think it, uh, I think Adams has got something to prove. I think he's a terrific ball player. And uh, I don't like his uh, methods and techniques, but he certainly achieved what he wanted. And I, I think it's an impressive addition to that Seattle Seahawks defense, a defense that, generally gets drafted guys you'll know this better than i do but it's generally one of the fifth or sixth top defenses off the board here in the kffsc it's been drafted as like a, a middle tier defense this year i think really I, I agree. yeah okay and why do you guys agree that well who have they lost well or is it just the fact that who they're who they've got to play twice i uh, think it's the trend that uh people draft defenses based on how they did last year mm-hmm and that's just kind of where Seattle falls. Mm, speaking have- of falling, uh, Fetch, we, we wave goodbye to a heck of a good player, a guy that made himself a good player in the league. Uh, Duvernay Tardif is the first one to opt out. This is a player that uh, joined the league as a sixth-round draft pick and uh, wore the – you know, he's truly a blue-collar player that went to an excellent run blocker playing guard in an offense that uh, made a difference for Kansas City running backs over the years. Um, I hate to lose a player like that, but it's uh, it makes sense. That's what this provision is for, and that's what the player's chosen to do. You got some commentary about that? I, I just say, I mean, his medical background uh, – not to the extent of Pat Tillman, but he wants to help in a different way this year, and he has a skill set that can do it. So let him do it. Uh, he can always come back a year or two later, uh, hopefully fresh and healthy, and get another year or two in. He's a 30-year-old offensive lineman. And, uh, you know, Justin and I, we were talking earlier this week, there is nothing there more in supply than talented football players difficult to to lose a lineman who has developed himself to be this kind of player but you know uh 
I quickly went to the depth chart. Uh, Ryan Hunter fits the the mold of many players that come into the league and develop themselves into a good player. From Bowling Green, Fetch, I know you love those MAC players. From Bowling Green, Ryan Hunter is next up for the Kansas City Chiefs. Two years on the practice squad. He's been active for two games in the league. And we'll see how all that works out. Offensive line, if there is any position where there is a short supply of talent, uh, it's it's at offensive tackle and then the interior line uh, runs second. Uh, you know, you take a guy like this, he's got uh, – he, he's very lucky at a young age to have two professional passions and uh, he's he's acquired and – and uh, has the capability to succeed at the top levels in both of them. So it was an interesting choice. We'll have to see how many other players step into that. And as far as fantasy football is concerned, my prediction is that players that we actually draft, uh, we'll be able to count those players on one hand and, and might, might only need a couple fingers to do yeah. so. Well, and you know this better than us because I'm sure you li- heard about the provisions or whatever. But they have to decide this by August 3rd. So as far as the main event, we should know anybody that is going to be opted out, correct? Yeah, unless you haven't got the sheet. You know, Fetch, I've seen you do some things that, you know, you could black out for about three or four weeks. So anything could happen there. You know, you could come with not a complete sheet. That's what Bergen is for. But, uh, yeah, that is a pretty – that is a pretty quick opt out, and I think that's a I think that's a meaningful thing to uh, a meaningful thing to happen, guys. Uh, football guys, one thing uh, came out. I just want to oh. revisit this because I am unclear on this, and I haven't Googled it, but I didn't see it in any of the articles I read. So I'm wondering if you know, Kamish. Once a player opts out, are they not allowed to come back? That's my it's- understanding of it, Justin. Like that okay, one and done. You know, you can't. Uh, uh, who who is who is the fellow that uh, ran for president uh, back in the nineties? And he came in and went out and came in and went out. Uh, it was it was. Uh, I thought you were talking uh, about Kanye West there for a second. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to opt in and out of the White House. I hear. It, 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 it's uh, oh man, that's a, that's a great history uh, story. Not from the nineties, oh. but the White House. Yeah, yeah, that that's happening right now, Fetch. You're only uh, yeah. talking about one of Fetch's blackout situations. Um, okay, talk to me then, um, Fetch. Hear a little bit of commentary about uh, practice and preseason. I want to get to that and talk to you guys about that because I feel I've got a. I hear from our players, uh, our fantasy players, and I've I've got to disabuse a few. Uh, uh, misconceptions about the exhibition season. And uh, we'll get to that in the set in a second. But, but what I started to raise was football guys. After we have, after we have said that uh, Austin Eckler in the middle of the second round is not going to outplay his draft value. What you pay is what you get. Uh, football guys comes out this week and says, Austin Eckler uh, should be a number one draft pick. Uh, are, are we wrong? Are we missing something here guys? I enjoy football guys, but one of one of the issues I take with them, uh, and this is just a personal thing, is that they have so many writers on staff, mm-hmm. which is great because they put out a lot of information. But what you're hearing is maybe one person or a couple people at football guys have this opinion about Austin Eckler, but I guarantee you there's some other people there that, that don't. 
You know, uh, Fetch, I want to draft Eckler. I want to figure out a way to get him on my team because there's no player that in the league that I I like uh, watching more uh, than Eckler. Now, you're you're going to say Farrell, he's got a new quarterback, and uh, we're, there's a lot of uncertainty there, and and you know, I'm high on his uh, on the two running backs behind him, the kid from Northwestern and the recently drafted Joshua Kelly. Uh, tell me what I should do, Fetch, to get uh, to get Austin Eckler on one of my teams in the FFPC. Well, you're going to have to draft him in the second round, which and I'm going to have to draft him early second. It would appear. Well, obviously in the FFPC, you're going to have your draft spot. So I don't right. know where you are, but I mean, that's, well, you also have a guarantee of two tight ends at least going in front of Eckler, so it'll drop pushing him down. down a little bit. Well, playing in the football guys championship will. We'll, I might get a personal feel on that. Boy, I don't get to draft in Kentucky like you two guys do. Um, talk to me about what you've seen um, through the news, what, what the things that you might feel different about than we gathered, and, you know, that so, something's new personally for you that you feel a little different about than, than we did last time we were together, which has been a couple, two or three weeks now. I, I know you're going to talk about this later, but I – I'm a little scared of all the rookies now that I'm not going to see them. Ooh, don't live in fear, draft. Fetch. Don't live in uh, fear. You scared, to, Justin. You got to know they know the system and that they can uh, have a little chemistry with the quarterback and the line and all the other players on the team. Jim Cole, when he listens to this, will be somewhere smiling. Fetch is scared of the rookies. He'll write that down, and that'll come back to trouble you, Fetch. Justin, what about you? Scared of the rookies? Uh, no, well, I always uh, shy away from rookies, at least the early drafter mm-hmm. ones, the guys that are going in the the fourth round. And it, I mean, look, it's killed me before. You and I. Who's were the out first the rookie Champions. off the board, Justin? Right now, do you know? Uh, well, it's uh, Clyde Edwards yeah. Hilaire from uh, Kansas City, and he's, and going, he's going sometimes s- in the second round, third right. round, wow. second or third round. Mm. And you know, they just lost that that right mm-hmm. guard who's being replaced by somebody who the chiefs have already waived twice from bowling green. Everybody's yeah. been waved twice, you know, it's, I it's haven't a, been waved once. So it's, I it's, know, I well, I tell you, everybody's been waived twice and uh, it's a prerequisite for any of my clients. I can tell no. you that. <laughs> they, they, so, so, you know, so Ryan Hunter, learn the name. We're going to uh, celebrate Ryan Hunter by making uh making holes for the rookie backs and the returning veterans out of KC. Um, Justin, yeah, we're going to rely, on, we're gonna rely go- on some good journalism and some camp reports, and we're going to have to, uh, you know, parse the coach speak to see who's doing well and who's not. Mm, yeah. So I, I get Fetch's apprehension with the rookies. I'm more interested, I think, in players who are not rookies, but they're on new teams. Yeah. And how they're fitting in. Well, that's a, that's a good point, and I, I think, guys, if you just turn back to what you saw, Danny Gibson said it best, you know, if they've done it in the college level, at a high level in college, they can do it in the pros. So I like a running back out of Alabama more than I like a running back out of uh, the Charlotte 49ers. But the at the end of the day, uh, let's talk a little bit about what preseason means to the NFL. I, I think that – coaches are now going to have to do a better job and they will do a better job of having functional, meaningful practices. They're going to be a lot of, uh, 
um, for lack of a better word, scrimmage or, or game setting situations in practice, what they're really going to miss is the visiting teams coming in and they have someone to practice against the, uh, uh, that that's always a, a good thing for both teams is when they gather for practices, but though they won't have that, but we're going to fight through a situation where players will develop perhaps a more directed feel for each other. Cause I got to tell you guys something uh, and, and you know it when you think about it, there's not a whole lot of snaps that veteran players take in preseason. They do in week three, but even then it's not a whole lot. And there's a lot of wasted time in these preseason games. There's a lot of wasted injuries and nicked up situations in these preseason games. And, uh, you know, the travel, there's at least two, if not three, uh, substantive travel games where you lose time where you would rather be practicing. So I really feel that the product you're going to see might look even better in the first season's game than it has been in the previous years. You know, it's always interesting when you look into an early season game, you're looking at the games in September, and you you see a guy that is lined up in the wrong position, just makes a bonehead play, just and it's it's because there hasn't been a repetition. I think we return to a repetitive practice, and we return to guys that uh, really learn a synergy amongst the team and with each other. I think that's what we're going to have, and I think it'll show up on the field. I think, now, I think your issues are going to be special teams related. I also uh, missed, you know, the Victor Cruises who just splashed on the scene. So the late round pick and undrafted guys. So what isn't the number 80 instead of 90 or have they uh, finalized the, the number they're taking to camp this year? Bro? You're exactly right. Fetch. And I thought it was going to go to 75. I, I thought it was going to go to 75. So we're going to 80. Some teams were at 92, 93. Uh, they, you know, they, they were going to have to cut a couple guys before they got there anyway. So it's a, it's a difficult time. I spoke with an agent friend of mine today. He says, you know, he, he's got to call a kid that's, that's signed with a team, uh, you know, has, has already got his eyes on moving to the city. He's, he's, he's really been told by the coaching they had a real good chance to make the team. He's not even going to camp because he's in that final 10 players. Now they are going to expand the practice squad and we'll see a lot of those guys who've been signed come back in September and get a chance then. So it's a, it's a whole different world, but you know, it's, there's, there's between 300 and 350 players who started the morning uh, as a member of an NFL roster who are not today. And uh, that, that's a, that's a very, it's a very frustrating place to be. And I'm uh, curious, uh, we have some rookie coaches this year too, mm-hmm. who are now coming in without the the normal standard acclimation period. Right. And I'm curious Installing how that's going to affect, you know, the Matt rule with the Panthers or uh, who is the judge for the giants and Stefanski. Yes. With the Browns. So I'm, that's, uh, that's kind of on my mind as well, but I don't think it's going to be, statistically significant from a, from a fantasy offensive point. That's a good point. You know, uh, Fetch will tell you that the guys that were raised by Andy Reid and that coaching tree will do just fine. And, you know, if you've had, uh, if you had the coach that, uh, that Cleveland had last year, one of, uh, Fetch's least favorite coaches, he never was. Well, what was it? Uh, Freddie, what was his Freddie name? Freddie Kitchen. 
Freddie Kitchens, Mr. Kitchens, Fetch never was in the Freddie Kitchens business. And he, uh, you know, Freddie could have a 10-game a, a preseason and his guys wouldn't be ready to play. So, so it, uh, it, it matters what coach you are, and you're, you're exactly right, Justin. If he's a good coach, he's going to get them ready. And uh, fortunately, Cleveland uh, has an excellent coach now. And, uh, you know, so we'll, for all our uh, Cleveland Browns friends, uh, Johnny Anderson and uh, Jason Kahn, who, who confirmed that he and uh, he and Laser and uh, uh, Dorsey, uh, Des Dorsey, will all be making the trip down here. So, you know, it, it, those guys have a lot to look forward to this year. Um, guys have, uh, uh, you know, I've been looking at the schedule and, and you know, Jesse uh, – has shown me it's, it's a very dangerous thing that Jesse did. He showed me how to imitate a player, and so occasionally you you two are going to look at your uh, you two are going to look at your uh, player sheet online and see where I've gone online imitating you and joined a, a few more leagues for you. So just I want to throw that out there. You guys okay. are going to have a very busy schedule. <laughs> I'm uh, Jesse Jesse never should have shown me this, but no uh, the the uh, we're doing a lot of bookkeeping. The leagues are filling up pretty impressively. Uh, the, our online leagues will fill later as guys make the decision on whether they are coming or not, or exactly exactly what they want to do. Uh, online starts August eighth and runs through uh, right up to the end of the month. Maybe September first is on the schedule too. Uh, what are some other news? The auction and the big paybacks are largely full and taken care of. We have a few spots left in Cincinnati. Um, I Want Vegas is no longer a live event. It will go online, and we will draft that after. I Want Vegas will be drafted this year after the main event will be drafted online. So we, we've got a, some interesting things that are going on in the league this year, and I heard from a lot of guys that, that – that you guys know well and compete against this week, and I'm pleased to say that they're coming in and coming back. Some not, but most are, and so it's a pretty exciting time. I'm excited, ready to go. I saw you put on some new draft masters. Anybody want to wants to get some practice for the main event or whatever? Get in a cheap, uh, a lot better option than doing uh, some kind of uh, fake draft or. Uh, the word mock draft yeah, out there. it's mock. much better to do one of these um where somebody actually has legitimate value in there obviously a little different draft positions when you're doing a draft masters but at least gives you an idea of what you're doing i think they're a great way to get ready for the main event it's a great way to familiarize yourself with those rookies too fetch you know, if you, if you feel like you're behind if, if you feel like you haven't paid a lot of attention after all it's been a while it's been a while since the NFL draft. And, yeah, we put those up there. I don't know what the demand for it is going to be, but they are there. There's some $39 drafts. And first guy to join them, he always gets a tip of the cap from me as a guy that loves the draft master concept, Mark Moyer, a uh, great online player. And, and uh, Justin and I go back to knowing uh, uh, Mark from our very first year uh, uh, playing out in Las Vegas. His team name was, was Follow Me, and we did all year followed him as he did better as he did better than us Justin uh, you're not going to let anybody do better than you this year because it's been a decade since you were the Kentucky fantasy football state champion and it's time for you to reassert your authority reassert your authority 
and claim that trophy. Um, what's the one thing you're going to do differently this year that makes you win? Uh, I got the hard. I'm going to probably be a little more aggressive where I think other people who are normally aggressive are going conserved. Mm. So I, I, I think there are people that would usually not draft two kickers mm. that I think may be doing that this year because we draft so far ahead of the start of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. So there's unknowns and you, you want to have a backup quarterback on your roster because you don't know if that, if this if somebody's going to test positive or show up with symptoms. And I think I'm going to, not do that. I think I might draft just a single quarterback and just a single kicker and spend those roster spots on, on other people's handcuffs, maybe on, 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 on skill position players that could step up with big potential. Should one of their other players have an injury or not be available. I like the way you're thinking. So if you're a conservative drafter, you don't want to have Justin McCord in your, uh, in your league, because he's not going to be conservative, and he's going. Well, to I think if I was in a, in a league like the big payback, where where there's where I'm not in a sea of other teams, the mm-hmm. way a main event is structured, I w- I would draft differently. But I think I'm going to maybe perhaps tilt against the wind here, in the main mm-hmm. event, and I like uh, it. T- take my shot. Fetch, what about you? What what's something different? I think you can now copy Justin's uh, theory. So there'll be no teams with two kickers and two quarterbacks now because <laughs> Justin has released the keys to winning. You know, I, I think late rounds I'm going to focus on even more. Something I like to do anyway, but on uh, third down backs that I know can get me ten points. Slot receivers because of the option of late week. Um, inactives, having those guys on Sunday morning that I know I can plug in and get points instead of having a bench full of 10 guys that aren't going to get me points to week 11. I'm going to go to some of those uh, veteran type guys that I know are going to play early to make sure I don't lose games early and get, you know, start the season out 0-3 or 0-4 because I have to start somebody that's not playing. Fetch is obviously proving to to, uh, uh, to, uh, Brad Petrie that uh, and letting FBI know that he'll be drafting Cole Beasley. So if they're going to move on him, they better get him early. The FBI always focus on uh, the, the goings and comings of uh, Cole Beasley. Fetch his favorite slot receiver. Hey, Justin, Fetch he hasn't told us yet, but it's cold flow in December. <laughs> he hadn't told us that tonight. Man, it isn't cold here. How in the hell would you like to be going to training camp in this weather? Man, it's 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 hot. It's, I'm uh, I'm used to it for I'm outside at softball, so we're we're already in mid mid camp form, us softball parents. I want to tell all the listeners that Fetch has been traveling with his three daughters and then uh, working the softball in various states. Uh, nobody is uh, nobody's sitting home in front of the air conditioner in front of the computer in uh, in the uh, in the Robbie Fetcher household. Uh, the Guys, let's let's talk about um, some strategies. Um, you're playing in multiple leagues. You are there's certain players you like more than others, which means there's certain draft slots that you like uh, more than others. And I was yeah, th- this came across my mind today because I'm I'm sending Dave my 
FFPC teams. Uh, and, and I will, we'll get the draft spots, uh, right away. It's all, it's all our, uh, all our guys who finished in the top five and big, uh, and, and uh, I want Vegas are getting their draft spots this week, you know, so everybody's kind of excited about that. So I'm thinking about what draft spot I want. And, uh, it, it was, uh, is unusual, uh, this year. And I'll, I'll tell you guys a little bit about what I'm thinking after I hear from you. So w- whichever one of you wants to start who, you know, what spots are you looking at and, and, how are you, you – what are some of your early-round strategies uh, in, in respectful of that, in respect well, to that? I mean, camp is just getting underway, so we're going to watch the ADP change drastically yep. over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so I'm not going to position myself on a spot here, but I, I do think that uh, third-round reversal is something that uh, is key this year. I mean, it's always key, but I think there's still a lot of value to be had at the later ends of drafts right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, you know, almost unanimous number one in McCaffrey going into kind of a new system with a new head coach and a new quarterback. And, you know, I don't know that I'm going to position myself to spend all my free agency money when uh, the waiver wire is going to be so important this year mm-hmm. on, on a draft spot. So I think I'm going to probably fall back towards the middle of the draft or, or the end of the draft in most scenarios. But of course the auction will kind of steer me into what way I'm going. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, uh, I'm going to come back to you, Justin. I'm going to ask you where you're going to get that news. Cause I, I really want to know that because I, I and I want to see maybe if there's someone the football guys drive you a little crazy because there's too many writers. And maybe you have a famous a favorite writer over at Football Guys that you do follow, but I want to see where you're going to get some of that information. Fetch, uh, can you throw a little bit more light on what number you want? Or, you know, do you feel like Justin's too soon to tell? It is a little soon to tell. I, I always like the value of going late. And me and Justin have talked about this the last couple of years. It always seems like receiver in that late second, third round seems to be tougher. I've, I've shied away from one most of the time, but just two weeks ago I uh, drafted in the bluegrass bound, and I'm telling you the, the one spot, WCT, obviously started out with McCaffrey, but then came back and got Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, and George Kittle. Wow. I think that's a pretty good start if I could go with McCaffrey, even with that late 13 bye, even in the new system. I think that's solid. And if I could get those next three guys, I think that's as, as much value as uh, any place you're going to get on the board. I don't know about you, Fetch, but whenever I see a draft board and I like what somebody did, so I think I can do something similar. <laughs> or I've got my heart set on a plan. And then I go and I draft and it won't work. Everyone else takes the players. And I look around at every other draft board. Uh-huh. And it would have worked from that position. Yeah, oh, that's every exactly other right. Oh, trust me. I, I understand. I actually got my first round. We talked about Joe Mixon. I went in the ninth spot. And Joe Mixon actually came to that spot. He'd been going eight a lot more. So sometimes a uh, plan does come uh, all right. Beautiful, Fetch. Well, I, I bet it does work out for you when you – and so everyone, I think Fetch just let us know that one of his teams, he's going to be drafting from the number one position. And, uh, okay, so here's what I'm thinking. And uh, I would love to get the number one – Caffrey on a team for once. 
but I don't seem to really get that excited about two, three, or four in the FFPC. For some reason, Ezekiel Elliott seems to me to have some games where he just doesn't produce. Barkley, and I know it's a new coaching staff, but Barkley does the same thing. And sometimes it was previously associated with opportunities. Uh, I think they'll do better with that. Uh, so am I wrong about those two guys being such, being so distanced from McCaffrey this year? I'd be more worried about uh, Coach McCarthy now with the Cowboys and perhaps not using or leaning on Elliott enough. Uh-huh. They, they, the Packers always kind of struggle to develop that run game. Or, or have a standout guy who you would want to take in the first three picks of a fantasy draft. You know, we've got a, a drafter that will come in in Cincinnati, Lester Dewitt. I think you guys have met Lester before. He's a very good drafter. Every year he plays one team. Occasionally he'll play two. He is a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. And he was not um, – he, he was really heartbroken that the Cowboys did not extend – and, and reach a long deal with Dak Prescott. Does the fact that that Dak doesn't have a deal what, what, uh, fetch? What does that What does that mean for Zeke? No deal, Dak. Much, what does that mean for Zeke? I, I don't think it really much means much for Zeke. They're going to use Zeke. He has shown he's a workhorse. Um, the offense, even though McCarthy is coming in, they're using the old offense. The old AC is State Kellen Moore is still in place. So I think it's going to be more uh, we're testing Dak. That's that's why we didn't sign him. We want to find out, is he really our guy? So I think this is more about Dak, and I would worry more about Dak than I would Zeke. Zeke's going to get his touches. Okay. you Are you drafting Zeke in front of Barkley right now? No. Okay. Justin, you? Uh, I don't know that I've been in that position. I, I You know, I probably – take Barkley over Zeke at this point. Okay, very good. So so Zeke at the number three position. So let me ask you this. There, the, you've got the dual flex in the FFPC. They don't have the obligation in the KFFSC of starting three wide receivers. Where in that scenario do you go away from running back? At what number in the draft do you go away from running back and pick uh, Michael Thomas? Four. You take him four. Justin? Yeah, yeah, it's probably around five or six for me. So who are you putting in front, Justin? Uh, Look, I still believe in uh, Dalvin Cook. Like, I think that that situation as far as the holdout is going to resolve itself. Uh, So I'll put him up there, like, number four or five, you know, behind Kamara or maybe a little in front of Kamara. Uh, and it would be hard for me to turn away from somebody like uh, like Derrick Henry. That was my That's next question. How far, how far down the list would I go uh, to get uh, my shot at Derrick Henry? How far in the, down in the first round um, do you go? I, I think yeah. you're looking anywhere five from eight. I think you go anywhere from the five spot to the eight spot. And, and that's, that's why, a big spread fetch, and I don't think that's going to change. And that's where I, I would like to be at eight. That's why if I'm not top three, I go eight or later. Uh-huh. 
Interesting. And what do you think your odds of you getting him at eight are? 15, 20%? Uh, 25. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think you are the ones that really spoke up for Mixon. And I think at eight, Mixon is not a bad play if you don't get Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mixon or Chubb? I'm Mixon. Mm-hmm. Justin? Yeah, I'd probably go with Mixon or Chubb. Okay, very good. All right, well, you guys have uh, have, have made it clear as um, – as as mud for me. Uh, so, what should I? If you were get, having one team in the FFPC, you're having one team. Where would you want it? Where, when you get the news of your draft slot, what number do you want to see? I would, I would, you know, in the FFPC, I always want to be as early as possible because it's a third round reversal. Uh-huh. And I mean, you're looking at, you look at the combinations of players you're going to get. You know, you're going to get like a, a Kenyon Drake and a Tyreek Hill, which isn't mm-hmm. bad, versus a Saquon Barkley and, you know, a, an Allen Robinson or something like that. I, I, but if you get that early third pick, I, I'd, I'd like to be closer up front. I would be more one through three, but I still do not like the middle there. So I, then I would go eight through 10 or 11. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The middle, the middle is a little bit confusing because if you want Henry, then you're paying an upper price, and and when it comes back around, uh, your dreams, my dreams of getting Eckler are probably thwarted by then. You don't get Eckler if you're, well, uh, you know, I'm playing in three leagues, so I'll probably get a five and two sixes. Uh, let, let's uh, let's move on, guys. How are you two doing? in recruiting new players to play in the FFPC? And this is always a question that I, that I give uh, Justin, who's been such a great contributor to the league. And uh, I love him like a brother. And he's been with us since, uh, since, since it uh, absolutely started. And uh, Justin, how many players have you effectively recruited to come in to play the league? Well, I mean, I have not left my house. Well, like no, no, I'm months. talking in previously years. You get credit for the oh. entire years you've been. Uh, mm-hmm. like half, half a player? I half a, a player. I, <laughs> I, Justin does a better job of making people who are already play feel welcome and come back. How do you like that for a save, Justin? Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Fetch, uh, uh, tell me about your success this year. Uh, I know you've been trying. I, I'm pushing. I, I got my boy Dane DeGrilla to give me some money to to put on a draft master. So I got to give that to you, but I got to get him in one. We got to get one full. Uh, one of my softball dads, I, he really wants, he was excited to hear that he could win a free main event team um, for next year if he, if he could come in first place. So I, I've got a guy. I just got to get him in the draft master so he gets the feel. I think once he gets a taste of it, he'll stay. Fetch is. Uh... Um, uh, Fetch is uh, recruiting uh, people for the bicycle race uh, who are riding with uh, who are riding with training wheels. But Fetch, that's a good effort anyway. I want hats off, guys, tonight to uh, Home Office Petrie and Larson. Their recruiting, uh, their outreach is now up to about twelve players uh, for the year, and. Um, one guy, I can't wait to meet him. He's, he's, uh, I believe he's a Californian, a Smash Jackson. Smash is signing up for everything uh, that we put out there. You know, we put out these midnight 
drafts. Um, uh, you know, Ralph Siobhan is, uh, uh, Ralph Siobhan cannot be stopped without signing up, uh, 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 for these, for, for all the drafts that are offered. I'm thinking of putting something on the, the board for like a 3 a.m. draft just to see if Ralph would be the first to join. That, that's, that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I have in mind. If we sell that, Fetch, you'll have to, uh, facilitate that. I'll, I'll have to. I have to point that out, but congratulations to FPI on all their great work they're doing. And, you know, if you've got a friend, um, especially one you haven't seen in a long time, there's a lot of that going around. But if you, if you've got a friend that you would like to introduce the league to, um, you please put me in touch with them because this is the, you know, time is short, but I still have a little time here in July and in the first couple of weeks of August um, to, uh, to get someone on the phone and tell them about, uh, the league and, and, you know, make their transition into the league a little easier for them. So, you know, it, it's a good time. It's a good time to talk about it because this is a time when we pull the trigger, including fetch, you know, your girls are so damn good. You keep beating the competition. You only know one softball dad. Is that what's going on here? You, All right. Daddy, only I, can, I can only intermingle with the ones on my team we're not allowed to go talk to dads from other teams and stuff no cross team intermingling no you got to social Uh, distance and stay some serious stuff so this is almost as serious as uh as fantasy football and and the guys i meet in the bathroom i don't think you want to know about so you know what's going on there justin did you hear that there's a news (laughs) flash for you i didn't yeah, roll back. <laughs> oh, there was a call. Uh, Fetch did get a call from me, and I said, Where are you, Fetch? And you know, that uh, the the uh, uh, the conversation went straight to the uh, straight to the bathroom, so we had to, you know, we had to turn. Hey, um, uh, uh, guys, what is the uh, what is your expectations of quarterbacks. Now, those are the, the positions that are easiest to talk about. What have we learned a little different about quarterback? And most particularly, you know, I have, I'm, I'm the guy who's most guilty of recency bias. Uh, I watched Deshaun Watson's comeback against uh, Fetch's Buffalo Bills uh, in, in the playoffs uh, today. And, you know, if that doesn't make you want Deshaun Watson on your fantasy team, uh, you you just you just don't like Deshaun Watson. So, what uh, what do you think about Watson as as a quarterback? And isn't he a pretty significant bargain based on where he's going in our early drafts? I don't know about bargain. I think everybody's worried about the DeAndre Hopkins uh, mm-hmm. loss. I mean, that's a big subtraction. I mean. He has one of the largest catch radius, which allows you to be off target a little bit. And the guys he's bringing in, and Brandon Cook's great deep threat, but I hands aren't the greatest route, not the same. So I well, think nothing's nothing's the same. No, nothing's the same as as that as as that wonderful receiver that he loses. Nothing. So, how does his game change? How how does Watson's game change with with the fact that you you subtract this? 
I just think you lose attempts, you lose touchdowns. I think going after David Johnson tells me philosophically they want to run the ball more. Mm-hmm. You agree with that? Uh, you agree with that, Justin? That's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I you know whether they're actually going to do that or not. Who knows? You know, yeah, I, I, I I can't bring myself to draft Brandon Cooks, but it's very possible that that he's a value right now. But I I just don't know. If he is, if 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 the team runs the ball more, how much of that rushing goes to Watson? I don't think that it's like a negligible amount. I don't yeah, think that's I, a big of a deal. They're, they're going to be more traditional run. They don't want him uh, getting hurt. You know, if they didn't want to get him hurt, they might try to block for him. 60-plus <laughs> sacks the year before, 40-plus sacks last year. Hell, he's got more chance getting hurt, dropping back to throw the ball. Uh, then, then he does in a situation of uh, running. I, I, I watched him make that run as he, he carried in uh, Buffalo Bills defenders into the end zone uh, uh, today. I, I just think there's a terrific, a terrific player that has a chance to be a huge difference maker for you at at quarterback. So, give me if you don't necessarily say you're going to target Watson. At quarterback, Fetch, go ahead and give Jim Cole some more help beating you by telling him the quarterbacks that you might be targeting this year. Here's a guy I'm not targeting, and you said I was, but I'm not, I, I, you know, I want to bring in the Madden stuff. There's oh, one, we'll get to that. Very good. But, but, but there's one. You want to talk about it now? Okay, folks. There's a there's a video game <laughs> that's named after the great coach John Madden. And uh, the players in the Madden game are ranked and they're assigned points. And NFL players can actually get very, very upset if they're not happy with their uh, digital scoring, that they're, they're, how they're ranked in this. And Fetch, Fetch has also got a real idea about how this translates into fantasy football. Go, Fetch. It doesn't necessarily translate into but it tells you who the most talented are and what people think of them. There's one quarterback that's consistently going in the top five, and Madden does not have them ranked as a top ten quarterback. Justin, do you know who it is? Uh, top five. I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. That's exactly right. Yeah. I think you that he's being overdrafted, and I think talent shows that. Now, we do know that DeAndre, the, the other, uh, other side of the Sean Watson losing Hopkins, he's going to get him. But I don't think it makes enough difference to make him a top five quarterback in our draft. No, I, I disagree. I think this is Madden rating the player, not the offensive system that he plays in or the weapons available to him. I mean, he was a, 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 a fine starter most of the year. Last year as a rookie, I am expecting a step forward. They add DeAndre Hopkins. I, I think the sky's the limit for Kyler Murray. Wow, I love that because uh, you know Murray's Murray's season last year was, was really a tale of two seasons, and he as as we moved through the schedule, he got better and better. And I think you look up his fantasy scoring, you'll see that. I I attended that Thursday night game against the Niners where they gave them everything they could. Niners walked away with the victory, but uh, Murray was uh, was fantastic that night, and he flashes all these skills fetch. You're, uh, you love Lamar Jackson for what he can do with his feet. You say Lamar's not going to do it this year the same way he did it last year. I agree 100%. Uh, 
But I, I think Justin may be onto something here. Murray is an emerging talent, and I just thought you were a big Murray guy, Fetch. I, I do not think he's top ten. I think um, the coach has also learned that you cannot spread and put your quarterback in that many dangerous situations. That's why Kenyon Drake was such a big part of that offense right. in the second right. half of the season. And I think DeAndre Hopkins tells you he wants him scrambling less and taking five, seven drop steps and throwing the f- football to Deronde, uh, DeAndre Hopkins more often, which will take away maybe from some of those rushing totals we saw him have in the so second fact, half of the year. If Kyler Murray is not top 10 for you, who are, who are quarterbacks eight, nine, and 10 on that list? Who is he, who's he getting beat by there at the end? Is it Matt Ryan and Josh Allen, or is it Cam Newton up there? Like who, who well, do you have? In- they have the veterans up a lot higher than I would. would. They have uh, Breeze and Brady at four and five. Wow. And Rodgers at six, and then Ryan Watson, uh, Dak Prescott, and Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't believe uh, the older quarterbacks are good there, but, you know, there, there's some other quarterbacks that I kind of like better than than Murray there. I mean, I, I, I like Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan better. Mm. I like Dak. I like Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Um, I even like Tom, even though he's old. I think Tom – you're talking about going into uh, having better weapons. Tom Brady's got as good weapons as there are. Ooh, uh, F- uh, Justin, uh, Fetch is picking up a little bit of my uh, steam on this Tom Brady thing. Fetch is, uh, Fetch is getting in there. Uh, I, but I, I just want to congratulate. I got to dig into the records and see who the one – it was in the Run to Daylight Championship where someone drafted Tom Brady and got him in the 20th round. And I, I gotta, I gotta see who did that. I'm, I'm really interested to see what that team. I did. wasn't in that draft. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Tom well, Brady let me, let me paint you a, uh, <laughs> a pessimistic portrait here. It's week six, mm-hmm. and Tom Brady, despite having no symptoms, has tested positive for COVID nineteen. Mm. He claims it's impossible because of the supplements of the TB12 system that he takes, <laughs> and a litigious battle ensues. Mm with the Supreme Court stepping in <laughs> in week 13. <laughs> I, I just, I, <laughs> Justin, I, I mean, this is a conspiracy, but I have another conspiracy. I assume Bill Belichick is going to list every player in his roster as ill on the uh, injury report every week. That way no one has any idea who actually catches in case they have the uh, that's that's about all the COVID jokes we need. I will, uh, th- this portion of the <laughs> podcast is obviously influenced by the fact that the bar is open. We say hello to, uh, uh we say hello to Jimmy Johnson and we say hello, uh, to our beloved, uh, Mr. Williams. And, uh, you know, uh, guys, uh, uh, Williamson just needs to step up and play more leagues. That's, uh, I, I do send that out to. To my beloved Mr. Williamson. Now, um, somewhere, well, what are you guys drinking tonight, by the way? Yingling. Mm-hmm. Are you putting the light beer in, Fetch, or are you just are you just working and sweating in softball so much you can come in with the uh, you can come in with the light? I don't need any light right now. No. I love it. She's just sweating bullets. Justin, how about you? I had some uh, some rum. Yeah, my diet this evening is pretty good. Yeah, wonderful. I'm uh, I'm coming in with the uh, wild turkey. 
uh, over ice tonight. And I know wherever Trevor Holt is, uh, he's having a beer that uh, I've never heard of before. But, uh, you know, he and, he and Ron Meyer will know the beers. Uh, beer's wonderful. Guys, uh, now, Fetch, you've got three daughters. Yes. Uh, Justin, your daughter count is up to two. It is. Uh, the, uh, that's five daughters. I, I, three guys have daughters, and then they're all three pissed at me. They're in their 30s, though. So, But <laughs> I want to congratulate uh, John Rosick, uh, who just this past week, uh, hit, Mrs. Rosick gives birth to a new baby girl. We won't be seeing John because of that this year, but John will be, uh, will be joining us, uh, online drafting in some of our hybrid leagues, which are our high stakes, uh, big payback. And we're going to have a few hybrids uh, unless they sell out all live. We're going to have a few hybrids, um, around the league. So if, if you can't come, if you've decided you can't come, but you haven't checked in with me. And I, I imagine everyone who's listening to this has, has made their uh, thoughts known with what they plan on doing. But we do have some answers for you. Uh, first up is Cincinnati, and we'll have not only will we uh, uh, have some answers for you as to where you could play, what time slots you could play in Cincinnati, we may well need you to fill out some of those time slots. So don't be shy and don't think you're creating a a hardship on us by playing online as part of a hybrid live division because uh, we're, we're getting close to being completely sold out. But we have three divisions uh, in Cincinnati drafting at the 4 o'clock uh, slot. We're trying to accommodate everyone who wants to draft there. Then, uh, So this is going to be our biggest year in Cincinnati, and we might need a little outside help uh, to push that over the fence. So anybody that wants to draft from home, but live on draft day um, and, and be a part of it that way, you're welcome to do it. Um, Fetch, what else uh, has excited you about the Madden game? I didn't really know you were into all these video games like this. I, I'm not. Are you? I, ha- I haven't played Madden in years. How much, how much Fortnite are you playing? None. none. Like Butler? Like Butler? Zelda? Zelda? You, talk, you, you Zelda? talk about how important it is to these guys. Michael oh, it Thomas, is. It Michael is being part of the 99 club. And oh, they get huge. down to every detail. I mean, I sent the message. It's so interesting that the one guy with the 99 arm is ja- Josh Allen. Now, I got to believe Mahomes should have a 99 arm, too. Yeah, I think he should, too. Now, mm-hmm. now, he got a 99 overall, Ricky. But it means a lot to these players. <laughs> so, when it comes out and they, uh, and, and they talk about it, I think it's interesting as a fantasy player. Not only to hear what other players think, it's similar to the top 100 that the NFL Network has put out the last uh, five or six years, but it gives you an insight to what other people think about their just pure talent of the players. Well, that was pretty cool what you, you, know, what, what you uh, discovered there with Murray. What about at any other positions? The other big one, and I end up drafting this guy a little bit because of this in the bluegrass bound, Keenan Allen went off as the 23rd receiver uh, in the bluegrass beyond. And he's considered a uh, top 10 wide receiver as far as Madden is concerned. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think we've seen the most with Keenan Allen that we're going to see a uh, Keenan Allen in his rookie year. Fetch, you were talking about, you feared the rookies. Keenan Allen's a 17th round pick uh, that was on my roster as rookie year. Just want to point that out to you. Uh, Justin Keenan Allen this year. What do you think? 
I think uh, for me, and, and maybe it's for everybody, but for me, this is the make or break year for Mike Williams. And that's where I am looking uh, for the receiving core for the Los Angeles Chargers, and I am passing on on Allen in most cases. Now, I could see uh, a scenario where he falls a little later than his current ADP, and I would jump on that. But right now, based off of the few drafts I have done, I am passing on Allen the what, current ADP. What draft? I mean, what round would you take? I, I got him in the uh, early fifth. Yeah, that that's a good spot for him, I think. A little later is what I'd be looking for because there's also, you know, you look at those receivers in the third and fourth rounds. Uh, man, there's some talented guys there. There's guys that have scored a lot of points, and that's what yeah. Allen with with the new quarterback, uh, and he's been healthy lately, but I, <laughs> it's always in the back of my mind those years I've had him and he's had an injury issue, and I've always said, you know, the uh, – the kidney issue or the lacerated spleen or whatever it was, was not related to the knee issue that he had. And that's different, but you know, you, you can only lose Keenan Allen in week 12 so many times. <laughs> so, before, sometimes before you I, don't go back to the well. I think veteran guys though, sometimes we forget their talent level. I, I think the one guy up front at the receiver position that people push, not, not a draft, uh, not a whole round, but a draft spot or two is Julio Jones. I think people sleep on Julio Jones' talent. They're always looking for the Devontae Adams or somebody that's going to jump him. And, man, the guy puts up numbers every he year. He does put up numbers. He doesn't put up touchdowns. He, he did last year. He finally broke through and had a, a better touchdown, especially at the end of the year last year. Good, good. You know, but uh, Julio Jones with touchdowns, I'm right there with you, Fetch. Uh, guys, let's talk about something. Let's talk about number two receivers because Keenan Allen I suppose in the top of the fifth round uh, that's going to be about as far down as we're going to go with the number one receivers let's, so let's talk a little bit about number twos uh, we know who the best number two receivers are or at least we think we know uh, who are some of the guys that lay below that first tier of number two receivers but you actually feel you could challenge the number one receivers on their teams in production or maybe uh, in one aspect of productions like touchdowns or yards per catch or that kind of thing. I think the, the highest return of value there would be Preston Williams mm-hmm. going considerably later than Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I assume we mean the number one, you know, you've got Godwin and Ridley. They're the number twos to mm-hmm. Evans and um, Julio. I, I'm not a DK Metcalf guy. I don't know if if Fetch wants to is he the one or the two? Flag. He, he would well. He's definitely the two. Yeah, to me by a long shot. I, I he's being drafted at the same round basically as Lockett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess so that's, it's that's, like a Thielen Diggs kind of thing from right. what we've always seen in the in the past. Let's let's go. Uh, uh, yeah, that's very good, guys. Uh, let's let's I mean, Will go. Fuller, Brandon Cooks is another one, I guess. Those guys are kind of yeah. yeah. I, I would think a number two, Christian Kirk, should have a, a really good year this year. I think. Yeah, I like that. You one. get really good value for him uh, in the seventh, eighth round. I think Marvin Jones is uh, very similar situation there. Yeah, yeah, I agree there with my, especially in draft masters or heavy touchdown formats. He always seems to have two or three just monster games. What about a number two receiver, which, you know, with the activity of the tight end and the activity of running back, I want to know how valuable the number two receiver from the Kansas City Chiefs is. 
to uh, figure out who it is. There you go. I love that. <laughs> Sammy Watkins? Are, are we talking Sammy Watkins again there, Justin? Yeah. Look, you can draft Sammy Watkins all you want, and I'm not going to make fun of you in the 14th round. That's about right. where he's going now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's it's, it's, uh that's a nice round. That's a nice name for the 14th round. Uh, I don't, okay. know, I don't it, know who we consider the one and two in the Jets, but I think Crowder more and more the, the targets he's going to get and the catches if they're behind a lot um, fits that bill. Can Crowder ever enjoy a little consistency? Uh, Crowder, a great draft master player. Um, you know, last year I had him uh, – of course, you, you don't play him in the first game. I think I got him. I can't remember what round. He had a big was, game. A lot of that has to do with the whole Sam Darnold injury issue. Um, yeah. So I'd like to see a full 16 games with him and Darnold, what what kind of numbers he could put up. That's a good point. That's a good point, Fetch. Now, let, let's keep going on this because there's there's a couple out there, and I'm not going to give them to you unless some- you hit on them. Uh, you There's know, some rookies out there with Jerry, Judy, and Justin Jefferson that you wonder if they could uh, mm-hmm. put up big numbers. But, again, I would lean against it this year because I, I really think that uh, this preseason and, and time missed and OTAs is going to put them back. Justin Fetch is, Fetch is uh, uh, really in trouble with no preseason. He's really having well, would you think Justin, a Justin, have you got that shelf in yet that you keep working on over there during the broadcast? you you got to get that shelf. You know, what are you going to put on that shelf when you get it in there? It's uh, All my trophies. I think Justin Jefferson, <laughs> for what his ADP is, if he works out of the slot, which is where he was in college, I, I think in that offense that he could return a lot of value for his draft spot. Uh-huh. Let's keep going. Let's talk a little bit about the number twos in the NFC East. NFC East, number two wide receivers. I think Michael Michael Gallup was a big one. People were worried, but I'm just worried how much C.D. Lamb is going to jump into that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who is the second in Philadelphia? Can you please? uh, I'm going to say it's uh, Rieger. Uh, I'm going to say he's on the uh, he's on the Raiders rosters. Nelson Aguilar is it not? Is he? No, never mind. No, not, not Aguilar. <laughs> Where is Aguilar playing? Fetch is is, is, is he a Raider? Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he's the number two Philadelphia receiver. He's coming back to Philly. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I like. I think there's good value in Golden Tate. Uh, he has really <laughs> dropped to the third of those guys. <laughs> But he's put up some numbers, and I, I like his value better than Shepard. Um, now, the second-year player, his name uh, drops my mind now. There in the Jets, rookie last year put up such the good numbers. Farrell, uh, we're talking. We're talking Giants. Giants. Giants yes. Slayton? No, Slayton. Slayton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slayton. Slayton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's definitely the one to me. But I, I would have Tate as my second there fantasy value wise where's Slayton going in the draft seventh eighth round so you you, and you call him a one receiver you call him a number one receiver he he is for I'm talking about one for the Giants I think yeah yeah you're calling him the Giants number one receiver yes and you believe in um, Golden Tate more than you believe in Sterling Shepard yes and uh, do our drafts uh, do our drafts uh, are no, they parallel they, with your beliefs? No, they are not. No, they are not. Jim Cole takes more notes out in the Oregon <laughs> territory as he uh, 
as he begins to foil. I've always been a Golden Tate guy. He put up a couple big weeks last year after the suspension and everything else. He he Mm -hmm. just has that. He's like a a running back at wide receiver. I always love those guys that can catch that two three yard pass and do a lot with it. You know, guys, we've got a lot of things going on in the world uh, right now, and we, we want to look back on this. And we'll, we'll get through a lot of this, hopefully. And, uh, you know, you want to look back on this and be on the right side of, of history. And uh, what's happened in the NFL is, as you guys know, I've been on the right side of the name change to the Washington Football Club for a long time because ever since I've known you guys, I've been referring to them as the foreskins. Very few people have joined me on this, but uh, uh, th- that has been uh, the nickname that I applied to them. Uh, did, when we go did ahead, you trademark that, did you trademark that, Farrell? God, I wish I had. I God, Washington I wish Force. I had. And, you know, it, it would have been a trademark violation because the first guy I ever heard say it was uh, – uh, the late great general manager of uh, of uh, the Saints and uh, the Vikings, and he ran the Chicago Cubs for a couple of years. Uh, but I knew him when he was with the Saints, and that was Jim Finks, and uh, that's who I stole that from. But uh, I, I appropriated a great nickname for now. The Washington Football Club, who is uh, who are really celebrating the fact that they have a very clean uniform. They're going to put the numbers on the helmets. And the Alabama guys love that. Are there any players for the four skins that you guys think uh, are meaningful? I Terry Terry McClure has been unbelievable. He had a great rookie year. Uh, he's the well, best. You, la- you watched those last five games, man. It it looked like it was coming together. Yeah, I mean, he no matter who was quarterback there, he he could you know get it to the end zone, make catches. So I, I definitely think he's the guy I want for the four skins, and nobody else really. Mm, nobody else. Justin, you see any other foreskin that might catch some passes? Well, someone's going to have to, but I, I, when I look at like say Kelvin Harmon or Trey Quinn, or like, I don't, and, and, and maybe Antonio uh, Gandy Golden, I, I, I don't see anybody that jumps out as somebody I want to roster in a uh, mm. twenty round draft. Mm-hmm, interesting. Uh, and unfortunately, I've been unable to grab any McLaurin at uh, at his current price. Perhaps I'm put off by the new coaching staff coming in with Ron Rivera and, and wondering if there's going to be a sophomore slump there. Um, Fetch, what um, – I want, I want to phrase this question very, very carefully with you because, uh, you know, I just don't know what kind of answer I'm going to get here. <laughs> but, um, you know – can you get, can you find a way to get uh, Justin just brought it up 20 man roster can you find a way to get uh Washington quarterback Haskins on your roster I might I didn't know no I mean I I would take two uh, uh I mean I Cam all those guys that we aren't sure going to start yet before I would take Haskins mm-hmm. Would you take him over Cousins? Because we know how much you dis- despise uh, Cousins. Uh, Cousins is a solid player. No, I would take Cousins over Haskins. Yeah. Collins is a, Cousins is a solid player. He had 11 t- attempts in one game. I, well, like watching Bob Greasy from the 70s, for God's sakes. Uh, there were Haskins games where he threw for under 100 yards. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, you know, the, those last five games, he was spinning it, you know, 
He was spinning it. And hey, guys, we got something really exciting to look forward to. I've got a one-on-one coming up. You want to talk about somebody that can discuss spin ratios for uh, a passing, especially as it applied to to Deshaun Watson, a rookie quarterback that uh, my guest was uh, uh, shared uh, with Fetch, the fear of rookies. Uh, Sadad Harris will be joining me for a uh, a one-on-one. And, and Fetch, I'll let you help put together some questions uh, for Sadad um, when he comes on. And, you know, we, we give Sadad a little – we razz him a little bit, but uh, he's come off the last three seasons as a consistent winner in the KFFSC, earning a, uh, a big payback uh, entry. Uh, that team did not make the playoffs, but uh, uh, Harris has – You have to bring a, that up, I mean. he <laughs> Harris, has, Harris has been a significant uh, – He's been a significant player over the last one, few years, and I'm my, interested in what he has to say. One of my well, what favorite, would you ask Sadat? Well, one of my favorite summertime podcasts is the annual guest appearance by Dodd, where I get to give him a hard time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. I mean, well, we'll have question, a one-on-one, and then we'll, we'll question, let him into the cage with you, Fetch, and you for, for, First ahead. question, uh, which rookie quarterback has the best spin rate on their football? Oh, my gosh. Here we go. All right. Justin, questions for Sadat. No, I look forward to hearing it. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to put anything in his head. Some, some conspiracy theory out there. I'm sure he's got one of those too. Yeah. This, uh, well, you know, he, Sadat is an attorney and he might get involved in those, uh, in those legal hassles, but you, you um, uh, will, um, you'll be happy to know uh, uh, all Dalvin Cook fans. You'll be happy to know that you cannot opt out and negotiate. Uh, so that's one thing that uh, it's just one thing you can't do. Guys, uh, Brad Taylor returns to the league. Those of you who weren't around in uh, five and six years ago uh, have perhaps never heard of Brad Taylor. He's an excellent player. Uh, he's returned to the area, and I've got a, uh, a slot of time. Uh, he's cut me out five minutes to come in and talk about the KFFSC uh, uh, tomorrow, you guys have some commentary or questions for Brad. Brad, being a player that is coming back to the league after a five-year hiatus, what kind of advice maybe would you give uh, to that type of player? Zero running back does not work anymore. Mm-hmm. Zero RB, no go. All right, that's a good one, Justin. You got any advice? I think you should draft three kickers just to be sure. He he loves the kicker segment, so uh, that's a strategy <laughs> he may be into, Justin. Well, you know, he was into the, the one of the finest experiences. You guys had already hit the road, and and you really should never hit the road. I know you've got lots of obligations, both of you, especially after spending your whole weekend and, and doing the the auctions and and everything else. I asked you to do, but you know, um, uh, the four thirty big payback is is always consistently a blast and it's it's a thrill to watch and the commentaries that that come about in it and the longer you draft the more fun it gets but uh brad uh played in this league uh one year and uh, he drafted a kicker he drafted his first kicker in the 17th round before he drafted a quarterback and when he did it 
it was like a standing ovation, man. It, it, it was legendary. And uh, I can't remember who that quarterback was uh, that he drafted. But uh, like Joe Flacco, or yeah, something. he he was he was spinning for the year, you know. He was, uh, but, but boy, that that was a lot of fun. So zero running back is a no go. And Justin says, uh, Justin says three kickers. You know, uh, Justin wants to take advantage of everybody who is uh, being conservative. Uh, he wants uh, to be in all my drafts. He, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. he feels like he feels like he could put Quinn in one of the drafts and still beat me. Yeah, he, he you know, Quinn's Quinn's developing quite a personality, so she'll at least bring swagger uh to the table. I'm gonna miss the kids this year. I was talking with uh uh I'm gonna miss Jacob and and, and I was talking with uh, John Ruby this week, uh, his son Austin who was in delight uh when he visited and I'm I'm really gonna miss the kids uh uh, coming because the kids enjoy it. You know, they sit down and they go two hours with it. And, uh, you know, I think if Jacob was returning this year, he would, he would feel a little ripped off because there's no uh, cheerleader facilitators. Uh, he probably would not like that at all. I think he finally became very comfortable, uh, with the girls and, and look forward to seeing them. So guys, we got to close this down where I can, uh, uh, get a little rest and get ready for my uh, five minutes with Brad Taylor. I got to talk fast enough, which is difficult for me anytime, but especially at 9 a.m. But I got to talk fast enough to get the message on. And now that I think about it, would either of you like to do that spot on my behalf? You know, maybe we could uh, just, you know, trade that off, hand that off for you guys. Uh, uh, what do you think? You, you, I'll, you, I'll uh, probably be on the road. So you'll be on the road, and Justin will, will be. Uh, it's only a five-minute segment. What sort of delay are they on? Uh, Is it like no. a seven-second delay? Yeah, I, <laughs> so, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. You're only you, getting – you put me on, you're only getting about three minutes of that five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're go, in other words, you're going to go blue at, at 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, that's correct. Know. Look, that's what uh, more people of morning radio want. It, it is uh, – it is Lexington, so when you go on and insult all the Wildcat fans, you know, because he is working out of Lexington. So, Justin, you're probably not a match for that. So, I'll have to get up and get with it. Uh, fetch closing commentary. You got anything you want to talk about before we call it quits? I, I was just going to suggest maybe get a little Irish coffee in you, and that'll get you going, ready, ready mm-hmm. to go. Uh, I, I'm excited. Uh, it, it's awesome. We've had the baseball season start. Um, they've shown you can have issues and still have game without a problem. So I, I think we're all ready to roll into August. It's a week away. Uh, we'll start the online drafts, then we'll go to Cincy and, and to the uh, Caesars, and we'll we'll have a great NFL season. And uh, I can't wait to draft against uh, all these guys who've uh, friend and foes who've uh, you know maybe think I don't know what I'm talking about this year. Full rhymes with Cole. Hey. Uh, uh... <laughs> Mr. McCord, any closing commentaries? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you make that your team name this year, Justin? I, I have know. a new, you know, I have new team names uh, uh, for Las Vegas. Uh, you guys want to hear them? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, uh, one of my uh, favorite clients, uh, Shadwick Wild, band Quiet Hollers. He has a line in one of his songs uh, that speaks to me perfectly for how I feel this year: "Age and its Vandals." And that's so. That's one of my team names: "Age and its Vandals." 
the other team is unavailable Bumstead. And that that's the other team name. And the other, the other one will be infectious Jesse. So those are my, those are my team names, unavailable Bumstead, infectious Jesse age and it's vandals. I, I I'm truly rooting for unavailable Bumstead to be the best of those teams. So I'm getting up on that, but uh, Jesse's doing a great job. Um, uh, and, and I'm likely to see more of him in the next 21 to 30 days, which are really the days that are forthcoming are really just a blur, you know, and, and uh, I'm going to be calling on you guys to talk about what we're doing through, through this podcast. And uh, I just appreciate all the, uh, the contribution and, and fetch. You're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to get those softball games in around your fantasy schedule. You have to bend the girl's future to achieve your fantasy success. So that's my message to you tonight. All right. right. Hopefully hopefully a future podcast, we can uh, critique your teams drafted Farrell. When, Oh my God, wouldn't that be hilarious? Hey, when, when will McCord know what he's doing? That is, that's, that could be the byline of this podcast. And the issue might be not that I don't know what I'm doing. It's that I know what I'm doing and, and no one else knows what they're doing. So effectively it's the same thing as that. I don't know what I'm doing. You and don't know everyone's going to be the same. Nobody else does. That's why Even- I keep, that's why I fetch. I've always kept Justin McCord very close. My dad taught me at a young age. He said, uh, you sung, go out and uh, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. And I always think that dad, dad might've known something there that'd be necessary for me to do that. But, uh, how right he was when uh, I walked down the path and met Justin McCord, I want both you guys to do well with fantasy football. Quit talking about it. Go study it and be ready. Uh, Cole is your foal fetch. Remember that. Uh-huh.